0: Everything's under control. Situation normal.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Florida Man Plays X-Wing. I am your host, as always, Steve Sesnick, and I am joined to my bright by the Reverend Joe Laporta. What's up, man? Party on, Steve. Party on, Garth. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually, that fits, because I look a lot like Garth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I guess that makes me Wayne. Are we gonna go that direction? I guess I mean I'm I'm the blonder one you're the darker haired one we should probably flip that uh, you want to take Wayne and I'll take Garth I mean, I believe I requested the hand job yeah, okay <laughs> 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 All right. and our other co-host who's here as well Carlos Ramirez what's up man
0: What's going on is it is there like a a token Hispanic in Wayne's world? I can't remember
1: uh Gosh, it's been so long since I've seen that. Not that I, I can know. think of. Um, yeah, not, not off the top of my head.
0: <laughs> okay, so I'm not special. I'm just here. <laughs>
1: no, but Meatloaf is
2: in it.
0: You can be Meatloaf. I can be, be your new nickname, Carlos. Yeah, Meatloaf, yeah. Or I actually
2: got a trivia question about Meatloaf the other night. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Uh, they Hit. asked what the stage name of Robert Paulson was oh. from Fight Club. I was like, oh, instantly knew that. There you go. I had explained to Cage
1: what Meatloaf was. And, and what Fight Club was, and... I'm sure there's a lot of explaining going on there. For, well, then I explained age. to my 11 year old daughter what an album art cover was because <laughs> "Bad Out of Hell" has, for
2: my money, the world's greatest album art cover. Mm-hmm. It's so good that it should be a sin to buy it in anything smaller than vinyl because then you can't really appreciate it.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah, I can see that. That is, that is the big. That is like the one thing that you know you probably miss from the old vinyl days. Not that I was old enough really for the vinyl days, but it did seem cool like having like those giant pieces of album art. The other one that I had that maybe rivaled it was you know alice cooper schools out uh-huh. like vinyl album actually
2: falls out into a desk oh nice it like falls out into a desk and you like open it up and see all the stuff in it
1: yeah yeah i mean they had all kinds of crazy vinyl album cover things back in the day mm-hmm. you know there's obviously there's the there's the infamous velvet underground uh you know peel peel here banana that you know Peels to reveal a penis, but (laughs) (laughs) like you started that sentence with obviously, obviously. Well, well, that's one of the the most famous album art covers ever. It's Andy Warhol, man. Yeah, but I mean, that doesn't seem obvious to me. Okay,
2: it's a thing, and I believe you, and it's awesome. But that was not obvious to me. I never would
1: have thought of that. Yeah, sorry, that that's just you know, it 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 is what it is. I guess it felt it feels obvious to me. I guess Steve's famous. He actually used to manage the Velvet Underground. Look it up. Yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> Google, Google it. Trust me. Look, it's up, true. look up Steve Sesnick on the internet. You won't find anything about me. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so um, this next week podcast. Will besides, be maybe about. something to do with this podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, all right. So what are we all drinking tonight? Um, I have a Right on Red Ale from the Orlando Brewing Company, uh, which is very good. I love uh, as as many of you probably know by now. I love my red ales, um, so I'm enjoying it. uh, I'm drinking a magic hat that was part of a
2: uh, a variety pack that I bought for the uh, Tropic Murphys beer that was in it. Ah, yes. And then I forgot about it in your fridge, and somehow it's still here. Oh, there you go. So this is some sort of bizarre-ass. This is the Art Hop Ale. Ah, yeah. It's a blonde ale with lemon peel and mint. Okay.
1: Interesting. Mint. Yes. Huh. Hmm. Well, Carlos. Carlos, fresh. what do you got this evening, Carlos?
0: Uh I'm just drinking uh vodka tonight Straight, straight vodka. Just straight like, vodka. <laughs> fuck it. Fuck it. Uh, I'm in a fuck it kind of mood. But no, I just yeah, didn't make the uh the, the beer run uh on the way home from work, so so, it's a straight like, liquor night. Yeah, <laughs> just scrunch in the liquor cabinet, figure some, put some together, and uh, that's what I'm doing. And it's not straight now. I'm drinking with. Oh, uh, okay. So. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. Baka soda. I, I am a 40 year old middle aged woman, I guess. <laughs> I believe Ron Swanson himself
2: said that uh, clear liquors are for uh, rich white women on diets. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is a Ron Swansonism.
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah, I had that a whiskey wasn't.
1: ginger last night, which is. Uh, which was good you had what a whiskey ginger Mm. last night those are always those are good they're enjoyable i like to make myself an old-fashioned when i'm really feeling uh feeling like putting some effort into a cocktail but (laughs) (laughs) so anyhow those are the drinks for this evening so uh tonight we wanted to talk a little bit about the uh uh wave four slash you know season two points update meta um you know last week we talked obviously mostly about the sinker swarm because that was something that dominated um our particular hyperspace trial in jacksonville two weeks ago and uh we wanted now that there's some more data out you know there was two other hyperspace trials that weekend and there was um you know four i think this past weekend um, or at least, least the ones, four that I see, yeah, yeah, four at least that are up on uh, up on the list fortress. So uh, we wanted to see, uh, you know, curious as to how these other sites and metas kind of compared to ours, um, where they did and didn't. You know, there's definitely some differences, and um, it's, and, you know, it's always interesting to see how the different areas of the uh, of the country kind of shake out, you know, somewhat differently based on the local metas. So. All right, we're gonna we're gonna dive into that a little bit here. So, do we want to start with? Uh, let's start with the Tucson Hyperspace trial um, that was at uh, Tucson Games and Gadgets. Oh, right, you're gonna have
0: to give me. So, I um, have these by state. you Oh, yeah. This geography. is the one that's in – What do you? What do you got? Tucson, in, uh, Arizona, uh, the, Arizona.
1: Arizona. Arizona there yeah. You go. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I was gonna look for Joe. I know he's a geography expert of the podcast. Well,
2: yeah. A lot of people don't know this, but. Uh, Tucson is actually the Tatooine city because Tatooine has two sons.
1: <laughs> ah, ha mm-hmm. ha. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually driven. I've been through Tucson. I, I don't. I didn't stop, but we were. Uh, I did a, a little bit of a vacation in Arizona a couple years ago. We did um, did the Grand Canyon and uh, some other places, some other areas around in the in the, uh, the oh, Arizona Burnham. area. How,
0: how close is uh, Tucson to the border?
1: Oh gosh, I don't remember. Like, I don't remember.
0: If it's too close, I might not be able to go.
1: Oh. <laughs> <phew>. <laughs> you re- you realize you're closer to a border now. Like the, the coast is considered the a border. Coast. You live like t- you live like fifteen miles from the coast.
0: All right, all right. All right. Technicalities. All right.
1: Technicalities. <laughs> all right. So the uh, in the Tucson, Arizona hyperspace trial, they had forty-three players, so they had the same same amount of players as we had in Jacksonville uh the winner here was uh evan pomerantz with a first order build um which is interesting and it's it's kind of taking advantage of some of the efficiencies that i think the the first order got as a whole with all the point drops they had kind of across the board on all of the uh you know the the, the fo's the sf's and the uh, and the silencers um kind of all getting you know some little little bits of drop little kind of little point drops that um allowed for a more efficient list uh to emerge so you've got um a five ship list here with a quick draw fanatical and a special forces gunner and then uh, a center jamis engineer tie silencer a zeta squadron two zeta squadron survivor Ty SFS, and an epsilon squad cadet uh fo so uh those little point drops you know allow you to fit those five ships in now that you couldn't do before so um and obviously it worked out for evan here um that was definitely something you know i know uh you know carlos me and you talked of a fair bit offline at least about um you know first order swarms yeah and uh, the p- potential for those kinds of things so um yeah
0: this th- this definitely makes me happy to, to see this uh, one of the things that i noticed uh for remember that tournament and we uh we actually put a stream up uh last night i did uh, a vassal yeah. tournament um and uh, remember, I had discussed the format, and the format is you choose a faction. You can actually build any list within that faction. It, it's a small turnout, like uh, the, for this season, but nobody brought uh, picked the first order. Yeah, and um, that kind of obviously made me sad because I know that there are some players that, that do prefer that that faction. Yeah, um, to see something that is successful gives me hope that. Yeah, no, at least there's there's stuff still to be explored. Um, yeah I like this. those those say the squadrons are beefy.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean that's a it's a lot of health um sitting there there in those five ships. And you know, two of them with three defense dice. So um fair bit of survivability. Um yeah, I think it's a pretty it's a pretty solid list. And I think you can do some interesting combinations within first order with these different generics, kind of creating these mini swarms. Um that that, uh that can have some pretty good efficiency to them so um so yeah so it was uh cool to see um winning that tournament uh let's see what else uh we have there's a lot of um a lot of vader Sunter, and something else um plus ones ones. yeah there's uh vader and Sunter. obviously i mean i was playing vader Sunter, vermil i've been playing that in the previous hyperspace trial season and You know it's a it's a good list and i think it was it was good in the in the previous meta and and it didn't really get affected by any points changes and some of the stuff that um it was uh a little more afraid of or had a harder time dealing with did get affected in the points changes so it's showing up more now. Your, and uh,
0: your, <laughs> your rebel swarm, uh, your rebel. Your rebel Eve, yeah. You're rebel rebel lost to Like every single time. Yeah. He's right. Gone, so. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, or at least that, the particular version of it. But, um, but yeah, there's, well, a uh, a number of, uh, I think three, looks like three different versions of Vader soon one in the top and, eight here.
0: And we both, we both flew, uh, Vader soon Tier four system open. And one of the stuff that, we saw initially was just the absurd amount of points you had left over for a bit yeah um, because there were at times uh, uh, i think some of the iterations that we came up with were sitting at like 187. yeah um so that i think they raised soon tier by one point i think and yeah vader by one point or something vader by two by two so yeah. you you lose a little bit of the initiative bid there um but I mean, having two initiative six ships, especially since they 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 kind of buffed that moved everybody else up. So uh, you don't really see Anakin as much anymore for for Republic. Yeah, uh, you don't see Wedge as much anymore um, for for Rebels. So these two guys still get to do their stuff, and and there's a lot of these hyper mobile initiative five ships that are coming into the Metaguri, mm-hmm. uh, Boba Fett with Navigator and stuff like that. That those those. Kind of maneuvers and that kind of stuff is just pointless when soon tier can just do a two hard turn boost and barrel roll to get you anyways yeah um so it's uh it's it, this is definitely one of it's going to be one of those lists that should be successful in both i think hyperspace and extended metas uh, for those reasons
1: yeah yeah i think it's it's it seems to be kind of a staple um at least as an archetype for right now and it's gonna doesn't look like it's going anywhere anytime soon so, um anything else interesting. Uh there was a there was a uh what's uh, double decimator list in the top 8 here with uh Rear Admiral Cherenu and Captain Waken together. Um that uh that's pretty interesting. That's a lot of uh also a lot of beef to chew through there. So <laughs> um I know when, you like uh
0: you liked some decimator back in the day. Joe, is this something that you'd be like considered uh, to fly. Um just two decked out decimators.
1: Uh
2: no. Okay. I don't I, I don't like turrets anymore. I don't like turrets at all. I think turrets are terrible and a waste of points. Yeah, um, the, and I don't the, enjoy Well, I think flying. the bow
1: ties are particularly bad. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, they're god awful. Yeah. I um, thought like I, like I kind of wish more like as opposed to doing so many of the bow ties, they had done more of like the shadowcaster where it has like the stationary front arc and then like a single turret that can kind of roam around the other three. I would have preferred that, yeah. I think yeah. that's a huge advantage over that. Um, so I won't be playing
2: turrets anytime soon. So I probably won't be playing anytime soon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, you can play Shadowcasters?
2: Uh, well, is there a Shadowcaster somewhere in this list?
1: No, this
0: is a Shadowcaster.
2: Oh, right. we yeah, see hyper- a Shadowcaster. Yeah. It's not How's in
1: Hyperspace it? yet. Oh, yeah. So
2: well, that's... Uh, as a convenient excuse for me, then. Oh, geez, there you go. that's <laughs> I, a bummer. shadow oh, uh, Shadowcaster oh,
1: was available, yeah, I would totally. The, the Shadowcaster does have some game and extended. Like, there's some Shadowcaster lists yeah. showing up and extended. So it's yeah, uh, especially
0: with the points dropped, the the title dropped, and all. That yeah, stuff. the
1: title dropped and the points dropped. I think on all of them except for Ketsu. What's right. the title do for that? Uh The title is that. That's the it gives like the tra- the tractor beam token, right?
0: Yeah, range one to two, I believe. Uh um, one to two. Yes. Something like so that. it has to be out of the front, front arc or is it not in the mobile arc? I think it has to be out of mobile arc. That's yeah. pretty cool. Let
1: me look yeah. here. I'll find out
0: for that's you. It actually seems legitimately pretty good. It's neat. Um, and I know usually it runs with uh, the mobile. Um, oh, because so it has crew. to be
2: mobile and front arc? Yes, no, Are no, no.
0: That's just the... Uh,
1: Ketsu ability. No, no, it's also the Shadowcaster yeah, title. Yeah, before
2: attack that hits, the Defender's in your front and mobile arc, the Defender gains one tractor token. Yeah, that's why oh, it goes so dang. well with Ketsu. Uh, I guess. That doesn't, that doesn't seem very good at all. Um,
1: that's, it goes... That's pretty rough. Yeah, it goes really well with Ketsu because it Well, there's no range. There's down no on range on it, so I guess that's good? Yeah. Yeah, you can yeah, just no range. something at range yeah, It is
2: kind of cool to move something during the the Sting phase. Yeah. I guess.
1: And, and the cost of that went down, so even though Ketsu, Ketsu didn't go down, she did get a bit of a decrease because you pretty much always played this title with her. So, um, so yeah. But anyways, yeah, Shadowcaster has got some game Extended. But unfortunately, not, not in hyperspace yet. So, all right, so that's it for Tucson. Um, kind of rounding out the top eight. There was one Separatist. Uh, there was uh, just one? Yeah, one Separatist list. Um, with Darth Maul and two trade Federation drones and a Techno Union bomber with a, all decked out with discord missiles and grappling struts and advanced proton torps and proxy mines and Count Dooku and tractor Did Did an independent
2: contractor make it in the top eight or which one independent contractors, independent You call them scum. That's our word. Oh. Is there a scum list in the top eight? Is there
1: a scum list in the top eight?
2: Uh no. Nope. Okay. Let's scroll down until we find one.
1: Where is Still going. scum? Still go.
0: Still go. Uh, 14. Yeah, 14th, 14th place.
1: place. You got a uh Yeah. I
0: think that's a four uh four fangs.
1: Yeah, it's a four yeah, it's a four fang. Uh, so they upgraded a couple of them to the skull um well, and put in old Tarok.
0: Didn't uh, Fenrock, did Fenrock go up in points?
1: No. Okay.
0: No, that, so that you looked, can still run that list. The quad
1: fang list still functions totally the same. This guy just uh, swapped in old Terok to save some points and then upgraded a couple of them to the Skull Squadrons for right. um, initiative four. Initiative, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's right. that's well, a thing.
2: 16 pretty good. That's almost, you know. 14. Yeah. Oh, 14. Yeah. It's almost to the cut. Is there another list? I mean, he all? was, he
1: was, he was, he had the w- amount of wins he needed. His MOV just wasn't good enough to get him in there. Um, or, cause yeah, there was two four win lists, two four win, um, players who made it into the, the top eight. And he was also a four win. He just did the bottom because MOV. But, but yeah.
2: So it was what six rounds?
1: Yeah. Yeah, six Okay. Rounds. So
2: one scum list did better than
1: 50-50. That's good. Yeah. Scum's in a good place. Yeah. No, Scum Scum as, and as best of a
0: place it could be.
1: Yeah, Scum <laughs> in Hyperspace probably needs a little help. Although I think uh, in some other in some of the other tournaments here, there's some uh, there's some scum lists that are in the right. cut. Let's go to them. All right, so let's try Ohio here. We got uh, hyperspace at recess games in Ohio. And coming in first place here was uh, Galactic Republic list, um, Jonathan Liberatore, Liberatore, hopefully I pronounced that right, uh, Anakin Skywalker, plus Delta 7B, Rick Ali with Juke and Proton Torps, and 104th Battalion with Chancellor Palpatine.
0: God, that makes me nervous. Yeah, that We're is just kind of... just seeing that list makes a, me nervous. That's a nerve-wracking list. So seeing it's,
2: it right underneath it, that doesn't help any.
0: It's, that, that, yeah, there are hey, two of them. Hey, hey, hey.
1: Um, there are two of them in this. Uh, oh, it's a little bit different. This uh, similar. the guy in top eight did uh, put R two Astromech on added R two Astromech to Anakin uh, Makes you feel a little bit better. and took <laughs> uh, and took Juke off of Rick down to Predator and no proton torps. So um, a bid more of a bid and some regen in it, uh, but not as much offensive punch uh, on Rick. So. Uh, A little different version of that list, but yeah, it is um, interesting seeing two pretty nearly identical versions in the cut here. Um, What else we got? There's an Inferno Swarm um, that came in second, second place. Um, I think that the the TIE Swarms, it's kind of funny, like the, the Inferno TIE Swarms, I think are pretty much in the exact. I mean, they didn't change points wise, but meta wise, I feel like they're pretty much the exact same spot they were. In the last hyperspace trial season you're gonna see like a few of them in every tournament pretty much and you'll see you'll see them make cuts um but uh i think part of it is just a lot of people don't like playing that many ships but <laughs> um or dealing with like the just the the swarm flying you know stuff but um so what else we got here in the top eight? there's another uh there's a vader cheer um, oh, we got to give out. Uh, we'll give a shout out here to Ryan Staniszewski, um, our, our friend of the friend, podcast, OS, friend of the friend, friend of the pod of the from uh, from OCX Radio. Uh, he was he made the top eight here. He was seventh overall in Swiss, playing Resistance um, with Elo Asti, Nodin Chavdri, Nian Num, and Greer Sunel. Um So that's a fun list. That uh, you know, Resistance is another one that's not getting a lot of uh, representation. I think in the hyper in, in uh, yeah. hyperspace at the moment.
0: With a new ship, it's it's concerning for sure. Just because. Yeah, uh, I you, think part
1: you, of it is that, that sh- there's so much there's so many weird intricacies to that ship. As far as, I, I think that I think Resistance is going to take some time to figure out. I think it's going to take people a minute on Resistance. Um, I don't know that it's not there if it is there or is not there yet, but it's um, it's something that's going to take people a minute because it's it's more. The pod, the, the transport pod is, 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 or the transport and the pod or whatever are, I think is a more complex animal than, um, than the N1, which was so obvious, you know, um, what you could do with it. So yeah, it'll take, it'll take a bit. Um, you know, we also had some, uh, another first order sighting here in the top four with a uh, Kylo Tavson quick draw list. Um,
0: Good to see another first order list, you know. Uh, yeah. Again, nothing new really here. Uh, seeing Quick Draw Kylo, mm-hmm. uh, but it's just nice to see uh, that they're still kind of hanging in there. Yeah.
1: So also in the top eight here is, and this is something that I think is be, is be, is gonna is becoming somewhat of a pattern. Um, is the I'm gonna you know I don't know. I guess you can kind of call it Republic beef a little bit. Um, it's these kind of different variations on Sinker, Swarm-ish things. So uh, coming in eighth place here, Alex Burwell uh, had Sinker, 104th Battalion Pilot, two Gold Squadron Troopers, and then Rick Ali plus Juke and R2 Astromech. So he traded out one of the Gold Squadrons um, like uh, for uh, Rick basically to be able to have a, a more loaded Rick and, and, th- and, and two other ARCs. So it's a five ship list instead of the six ship version like you were running, Carlos. Mm-hmm. But um, and it's just kind of trading the points around a little bit to uh, to get make you know make Rick a little harder, you know, harder yeah. hitting.
0: And there's there's a there's a thread right now on the FFG forums actually is saying, would you go you know and obviously the points aren't the same, but do you go with an arc or do you go for two golds? You know, yeah. if you have fifty points and. Yeah, you, you know, you could fit obviously an arc, and then maybe some extra toys. Yeah. Um, for me, I just I, I really like those extra bodies, and, and yeah. splitting up the points and just the way the point system works now mm-hmm. with the half points and all that. It's just so much harder to get to twenty five points, um, than it is to get to uh, twenty one, uh, getting half on a on a one uh, 4 Um, so for me, I still think the two. Uh, or better but I mean like you said juke on Rick Ollie I mean that's got to be good yeah um, and uh, stripping tokens uh, early for the rest of the uh, the, the swarm.
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah it's definitely um, creates a little bit a little bit different of a list and I think th- there's a lot of a lot of weird little options you can you can do with the Republic and within being the same basic ar- archetype so it's kind of a, a taste thing. And it's like kind of what what do you prefer? You know, what's your preferred style a little bit? So you can kind of make these these little tweaks and changes to uh, these these different versions of uh, kind of sinker, sinker swarm-ish things.
2: Can we scroll down a little bit? Yeah, sure. Let's try to find nope, keep going, keep going, keep going. Looking for scum? Keep going, keep going, keep going. Da 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 da. But, uh, oh, there, oh no, there it is, number twenty six. Twenty 26 in our playbook and first in our hearts.
1: And it's a quad. Uh, it's a quad. Quad Fang list. Fen, the classic version. Fenn and three Zalos recruits. Yep. Yeah. So, so
2: okay. So we've gone through two tournaments. We've gone to try to find our first, uh, our first independent contractors list,
1: and we haven't found a single ship other than the uh the, fang, the, Fighter. the fang Fighter. The fang Fighter. <laughs> this is this is true so far through through two <laughs> hyperspace trials. Yep, this is true. Uh-huh, uh huh. Yeah. it was going so well. Yeah. Do we
0: have any um, scumless? We didn't make any scum lists in the top
1: eight at ours. At ours, no, no scum lists. Um, there were some scumless there. There was a, a, including a two ship. Um, I think a Very Guri boba. Round. Uh, Guri boba. I think. I think that was a Guri okay. boba. Um, but there was there was a there was some scumless at our tournament as well, but nothing in the top eight. Um. So all right, so let's move along. Up here to New Jersey, um, Top Deck Games Hyperspace Trial, and uh, before we get too far into this one, um, we do want to give a shout out to uh, Michael Bird. Yeah, so he sent cool. us um, sent us a uh, that was that uh, the Lando card, which I have for you in my trunk, and I will get it for you before you leave tonight, Joe. Ooh. Um, but they sent us uh, yeah, Mike Michael sent us a whole bunch of promo cards from their from their local group. Um, in the Jersey area, so we yeah,
2: seem to have a scum sighting in the top eight
1: here. oh uh, yes, yeah, I knew there was one coming up here for you. Um,
2: well, you know what they say, one out of four ain't bad.
0: <laughs> so, all just the right. yeah, the Jersey Shore uh, people in general. Obviously, he organized it all, but um, the community was real nice. Sent out some prize support for us, and also some that um, putting together here. I, I'm running out of time. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I have so much prize support to sort through i'm trying to organize it all into like an excel spreadsheet and just kind of have like yeah quantity everything before i ship everything out but i'm organizing all the stuff for the uh, buenos aires open that we're sending down so yeah um i just a big big thanks uh for the community um for them uh for helping us out with that so that was really nice of them yep that is pretty rad guys thank you very much
1: yeah we very much appreciate uh everybody who sent stuff to us or giving us stuff for that and um you know, but it's uh, it's it's good. It's good to see those guys down there get a get a proper tournament, um, or at least as close to it as, uh, as they can get until FFG gets their act together for the South Americans. Um, all right, so winning this uh, tournament, so kind of kind of a weird event here. Um, basically, the fifth and ninth player both dropped out of the tournament at I guess after uh, after round six. There's 48 players. Uh, so the 10th pl- player um, got pushed up into the cut, Sam Page, and he ended up winning the whole thing um, with another one of these uh, kind of Republic uh, Republic beefy lists. So he had uh, 204th Battalion pilots, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, R2 Astromech with Delta 7B, and then Rick um, just uh, looks like just naked Rick so (laughs) naked it's like the episode
2: of the unity and there's just naked rick everywhere yeah just just naked Naked (laughs) um
1: so yeah it was kind of funny so sam uh, actually had identical mov to um the player in ninth mike uh and they were both at 1505 mov and uh but sam had a worse strength of schedule but then mike i guess apparently also dropped as well as the fifth player jonathan lee so so Sam ended up making the cut and making the most out of it. So, <laughs> so good for him. <laughs> that's always uh, nice to see. So uh, in second place, uh, we had Chris April with um, another first order sighting here with Kylo Quicktron Tavson. Um, yeah, that, that's obviously a, a pretty standard um, archetype for first order was before, will probably continue to be. Um, right. So Tavson's
0: efficiency is oh, so and, good. Uh, I. I Oh, I think we talked about this before. I said I feel like the only real way to fly quickdraw is with Tapsing. you need that focus. Yeah. Oh yeah. You need the target lock. Quickdraw. Have both. Yeah,
1: <laughs> quickdraw just needs action so badly. It's um, it's 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 rough with him without having some some sort of action
0: efficiency. He he's good after after that first initiative. Like so, basically, as long as he starts the main, the first combat round with a focus and a target lock. From there on, the action fish is great, especially with the setup Fanatical Fire Control. You get two yeah. soft mods on offense. You yeah. evade or focus for defense for the rest of the match. Yep. And uh, that literally, I mean, at I 6, uh, that makes it so much better because you know that you're going to get offense out of it and then hopefully last a little bit longer too. Yeah. So,
1: All right, Joe, we got the scum sighting down here. Dun, 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 dun. You, you, go, you go. You take this one, Joe. What's what? What do we got for scum here in fourth place? Well, right. we
0: have Boba Fett
2: and Guri, who I'm familiar with, and then some upgrades.
1: <laughs> the upgrades. upgrades. I don't know any of those do you? So you got uh, Boba Fett with the Slave One title, Proxy mines, uh Kira uh crew, and Trick Shot. Um, Guri with advanced sensors, outmaneuver, and a shield upgrade. So that's a that's a very you know it's very nicely kitted out Guri. Advanced sensors is you know generally stapled pretty much staple to Guri. It's just so incredibly good with Is that, that barrel maneuver. More or less, yeah. Okay. So you can't do
0: more than one action basically. You can only do one. So you can't do a that, action. You can't do any of that stuff. Yeah. So
1: <laughs> so yeah. So with advanced sensors, you only you get to take one action before you move, and one action only. Um, and then, uh, but with Guri, that works out very nicely because of her ability to get free focuses for having enemies at range one of her. Okay. So uh, and then you add in the bendy barrel rolls um, that you usually you know, you do that advanced sensor barrel roll thing And it just makes her like so ridiculously hard to uh, to bottle up um, And then outmaneuver is the same same as it ever was when you shoot at somebody that does not have you an arc um, You get uh, they lose a the defense die uh, And then obviously a shield upgrade um, you know Boba uh, Slave one I uh, what so is the one
0: where you it's like navigator? Yeah, that's a like, hard turn. That's one right. way, you can do, a hard turn the other way. Yeah, or banks, yeah. actually, yeah. Uh, here, let me take a look just to make sure. And then you get,
1: then he's got the proxy mines so he can just drop those on people. Yeah. Um,
0: so just, just to make sure everybody is clear, yeah. Slave one after you reveal a turn or bank maneuver, you may set your dial to the maneuver at the same speed and bearing in the other direction. Um, it's huge, it's, it's yeah. really good. You got full knowledge. Um, so I've played against this list a few times. Um, there are situations where I feel like, let's say if all your entire list is either I-5, losing the initiative bid, and less, then this is where broken X-Wing starts to happen. Because both Boba and Guri have complete and utter you know decision making yeah on whether or not to engage or basically kind How of to engage fake and fake yeah. and, and and just go the other direction um so you never have shots uh, basically that's that's what it, uh, so i was flying the fo swarm against us mm-hmm. and there was a point where i realized that it didn't matter what i did yeah um i was either going i was going to face all my ships at nothing and then the other ship was going to blindside me yeah um so it just it sucks get being involved in that situation um and you know unfortunately being the only scum list that is viable it's sort of like but i guess we should allow it to happen because otherwise (laughs) scum wouldn't have any uh viable list yeah Uh, so
1: and then boba's got also has kira on him which uh she's the one that if you target lock an obstacle you get you can ignore it Yes. Right? Yeah. Um, and Ignore then tri-
0: for all the negative effects, but not yes. the positive ones.
1: Yes. Yeah. So, which meaning, you know, meaning trick shot. Um, so, uh, you know, trick shots on there. So he gets his those extra dice uh, while shooting through the obstacles. So. Yeah.
0: But they don't get the extra ob- obstructed shot, I believe. I don't yeah. Know.
1: Maybe. Uh, yeah. I don't remember. I'd have to read I it can't all think, yeah, I can't think. Yeah. Remember.
0: But I'm pretty sure basically um you uh, like basically anything regarding obstacles you ignore it um I'm pretty sure you ignore obstructive but I could be incorrect about that
1: yeah it depends um uh, let's see let me look real quick
0: you know do you have to target lock it though it says while you yes. move and
1: perform attacks you ignore obstacles that you are locking so yeah you wouldn't yeah you would you would have to ignore the obstacle for the for the trick shot I guess yeah so but anyways being able to fly through obstacles and and land on rocks you can bring the big fat rocks with you and and you know just plop on top of them if you if you like especially when you combine that with the navigator ability um it's that can be pretty pretty potent so anyways that's the uh that's the kind of two ship scum list in a nutshell that um you will probably see around from time to time um Anything else in there. Uh, there's another. So, uh, yeah. So the guy, uh, Jonathan Lee, who came in fifth and dropped, um, he was running a uh, an altered, um, kind of a new era rebel beef. Um, so he was running Branlin with a jamming bean and crack shot, uh, Biggs, Cassian, and a partisan renegade with Leia so uh kind of a just a new and different version of uh, of rebel beef and um you're gonna see these they're still gonna be around they're definitely not it's definitely not what it was you know the com the the crazy combos are kind of you know you can't get everything together but you can get two or three you can get a number of you know a few things together i mean you still have braylon in this list you still have cassie and you still have leia so those were together the three kind of worst parts of of that list you just don't get to add on top um you have a harder time adding on top things like wedge and uh swarm tactics
0: why why did he go with the partisan renegade when the blue squadron is the same amount of points you think he's just using as a blocker for initiative two ships
1: uh probably yeah i I, I guess a
0: paint job probably yeah that's what
1: i would do yeah you know paint jobs um
0: I, I like the, the just the, the loadouts here, uh, you know, with Leia on the Partisan. Uh, it takes, you know, some of the heat off of Cassian. Um, and then you have Biggs. Yeah. So, I mean, just looking at it from this, what's your target priority? Uh,
1: it's not great. Um, I mean, it sucks, but, you know, maybe Bigs just because you can get them off the board quick. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you want to get rid of you. You, you want to get rid of Cassian and Braylon, I, I would think as soon as you can. Uh, Cassian, it's tough though, because like with, like with Cassian now, without Leia being on Cassian, it's like you still want to get rid of him, but not quite as bad. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. That's that's kind of that's not a great target priority situation with that list. Yeah, I
0: think that's yeah, that's why it looks like it could be very very successful. It's just. A lot of times, you know, he might know the answer. He might know the answer going, like, oh, yeah, if you kill this ship first, it's yeah. over. Um, but, and it's, it's obviously, it depends on the approach. Yeah. Biggs um, needs to be within the arc of the ship shooting for his ability to trigger. So, yeah, with some, like, fancy, you know, like Darth Vader's Winterfell stuff, you might be able to shoot at Braylon without mm-hmm. having Biggs in arc and et cetera. Yeah. Um, but you know, overall, like, so, I mean, the right answer is Braylon if Biggs is out of your arc, but he might, you might not be able to have that choice. Yeah. Um, so then, yeah, you'd have to shoot at Biggs, but then the braylon Cassian combo, you know, leaks into the mid game and that yeah. is just brutal.
1: I, I'm going to assume he went with the Partisan Renegade specifically because maybe because of the prevalence of the, uh, the two skill goal, V19s, Um so there's so many of those around, and having something that can block the way and like prevent them from being able to block the rest of your squad um, might actually be uh, might actually be a, a pretty good benefit.
0: Yeah, it's an it, it's definitely a um, it's an efficiency squad, right? Yeah, uh, it still is, you know, from the from the other versions. So um, you got to have your actions; you can't get blocked, and you got to continue to shed stress to be able to continue doing your actions so mm-hmm. um yeah i could see i could see this still being the list you know I, <laughs> yeah this looks ugly for sure all, all four ships have three dice yeah um you know they're not necessarily easy to kill bigs does the uh, damage stuff and uh, uh, yeah, this look, yeah this looks ugly.
1: yeah now, there's uh, uh, another first order list in here, Tapsin Kylo Recoil. Um, I actually really like Recoil. Um, I want to. I, I kind of want to mess around with Recoil some more. But, um, you know, the Recoil got a pretty decent little points decrease. And uh, I, that's, a, that's a pretty good ability. Uh, he's got Recoil with a crack shot on here. So he's not making a ton of use out of the ability, but, um, you know, a little bit. Uh, I would, you know, I think predator. I, I mean, predator is kind of an obvious thing on recoil. Just uh, you get a, you should get a fair bit of use out of that. But, uh, but anyways, yeah, I do, I do like recoil. So, um, cool to see that in the top eight here. So, all right, did we have any other of these? Oh yeah, that was the, uh, what was the other one, Paducah. Yeah, there's the Paducah, Kentucky hyperspace trial at uh, Dragon's Horde Gaming. Yeah.
0: But before we move on here, you, yeah. you, the one of the things that I, I'm seeing a lot of, um, and you start seeing some of the localized meta stuff, um, there's two like triple Deltas, uh, triple Aether Sprite lists yeah. uh, in this, and then we saw, what was it, two lists that were pretty much exactly the same, the two and whatever. Yeah. So like definitely i mean you could see it kind of from what we what we did you know and yeah uh last week yep or two weeks ago was it a lot of this stuff like it's very much localized and it's oh much yeah what people like to fly or what people know for sure uh is going to show up so um you know a lot of this stuff kind of have to take with a little bit of grain of salt uh but you can kind of tell you know the, the the ones that float to the top usually are yeah or yeah. what I, the meta will shape up as
1: yeah I, I think the more important thing like any individual tournament isn't such a great indicator but it's it kind of across the board here what are the archetypes that you're seeing and um you know again in this uh actually looking at this you know paducah one um again there's another you know vader center plus one list and that came in second um another first order quick draw kylo tavson list um so, and then another uh, two ship scum, Fen and Boba uh, together. So, the, you know, you're going to see those, uh, you know, those kind of archetypes. And then the winner at this uh, tournament, um, Dewar Gray, uh, was playing uh, Brian's list, uh, same exact list Brian flew, uh, Brian Schull at the Jacksonville hyperspace trial. So he's got the four gold squadron troopers, the 104th battalion, ARC, and sinker with clone commander Cody. So, um, basically, the same exact thing that uh, the same exact thing that Brian flew, and basically the same thing that Travis th- flew. He just had a hull upgrade instead of Clone Commander Cody. So, but.
0: and here's a here's a very big difference. And he uh, talked about the reasons why he went with uh, Cody mm-hmm. um, in the last episode. Look at this field too. At the top eight, you got Quickdraw, Kylo, Darth Vader, Sootir, Fen Fenrao, yeah, uh, Ray, uh, old Anakin, Obi Wan. All of these ships don't want to see clone commander Cody
1: yeah yeah
0: um so I think that it was a, it was just a great call I mean the whole upgrade could you know could he end up in the same position it, it's know, a good medic
1: yeah it's a good meta call against I think the aces um you know if that's what you're if that's what you're worried about so the um the but yeah, it's definitely definitely good for for that purpose. Yeah, now you mentioned Ray here. There was a a top eight sighting here for you know resistance. Um, Ray, uh, Tally, and Lulo together. Um, Ray with Rose Tico, Finn, and the and the Ray's Millennium Falcon title. Uh, Tally with Crackshot, Heroic, and Proton Rockets, and Lulo with Crackshot, Heroic, and Proton Rockets. So that's uh that's a pretty good effort there. Um, you know, making top eight with uh with that list i know you know i think um i think it was uh phil, G- phil gc did a uh his most recent blog post um was about resistance uh he, he flew a double falcon list ray and han at a tournament and just had a lot of problems with um with the uh just the general survivability of the uh of, of the resistance falcon um being a little lower on health than the than the rebel version so um so yeah, so seeing that in the top eight is uh is interesting. That you know, who'd have thunk you'd see Ray pop up, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, points uh, reduction. Uh, you know, yeah. it was it was bound to happen. Yeah, um, and somebody somebody's gonna have to make it work. Uh, well, this was a smaller tournament, uh, Yeah, this one was thirty out. players, so it was only I five see, rounds, you know, four wins. But uh, four wins is an automatic because that's four and one. Yeah. So yeah, I guess it
1: just—I uh, guess it do well. Yeah. Um, you got a two-ship Republic list in here, uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan together, both with uh, heightened perception, R2 Astromech Delta Seven B, and a shield upgrade. Um, so that's that is still a thing. That's uh, you know, it's the kind of list that you're gonna you're gonna duck and cover with. You're 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 gonna snipe in and and try to, you know, get some damage on something, and then you kind of try to run away. <laughs> Um, just main Just hold on to your hoard your points.
0: Just hoard it. Yeah. I still, I, I still like the supernatural version better. Yeah.
1: Be oh shit, we got another Ray down here in the top four. I didn't even see that. In the top, in the top four, uh, Joshua. Oh uh, C- uh, yeah, you're right. With Ray Corsello, Finn in the title, uh, Venny with Directory Simulator, Pattern Analyzer, Perceptive Copilot, Page Tycho, Veteran turret Gunner, Seismic Chargers, and Proton Bombs. So a top a, a two ship uh, resistance list and uh, in, into the top four here. So um, again, you know this is kind of the this is you know the local meta thing. Um, probably not going to see a lot of those types of lists mo- too many other places, but. Uh, but yeah, two ship, two ship republic list or uh, resistance list, I should say. So. So yeah, I don't know, any any other uh? There's another Vader synthor plus one in here. I think I already mentioned that. Um. There's another kind of beefy uh, Luminara with uh three R one hundred fourth battalion pilots. Two of them with R two Astromech and Luminara with R two Astromech and Delta Seven B. So that's a very beefy list with a lot of regen going on in it. So, yeah. Ugh, gross, gross. <laughs> yeah. um, I will say our tournament. I think um, the Jacksonville Hyperspace Trial was. Um, I haven't done the math on all this, but just just from glancing through these, uh, the sh- the overall ship counts at our tournament was like through the roof. Like it was uh, these 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 are all you know. There's a lot of you know beefier swarmier type lists in here t- as well but there's a there's a lot more three ship and two ship lists showing up yeah. in these other tournaments than our. yeah you got ours, a couple twos <laughs> yeah ours was degrees. so was so ship count heavy like throughout the like just top to bottom almost it was yeah. uh it was pretty ridiculous because it was the average was you know over four ships uh per list at the whole tournament so <laughs> um and the, av- the average was almost six ships in the top four <laughs> You know, it was like three six ship lists and a five ship list. So, um. But anyways, all right. Well, that is kind of a little overview of the hyperspace meta. Um, kind of post. You know, early on, at least in the post wave four, uh, post season two points update. So. So
0: what what are your feelings, Steven, Um, on, on like basically, so far the as far as your favorite faction to run for hyperspace and your least favorite faction
1: Ooh, well mine's still gonna be imperials um because i'm probably i don't see any reason to really stop playing the type the basically the type of list i've been flying i might change it some um but i don't see any real reason to stop flying it so i you know it didn't really get hurt by the points um i don't see anything out here that looks you know particularly scary uh for it so um I think it's gonna that's kind of that's gonna still be my favorite at least uh is Imperials. Um I think bottom of the uh, least favorite for me is probably going to be Separatists, but that probably has a lot more just to do with some of it is performance and some of it's just play style. Play style right. Um it's totally not my play style at all and um it's uh, and it's also not really doesn't seem to be really performing very well. So I actually think there were more um, scum lists and cuts here than there were separatist lists in these, you know, hyperspace trials. So
0: yeah, there was, a, and I was actually going to mention the 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 in that other tournament, the f- two factions that were completely completely uh, uh, absent was first order and the separatists. So, yeah. um, I I I just. I think there are better swarms, and mm-hmm. that's the unfortunate thing. The drones just died too easily. Now, granted, yeah. the TA 175, the one yeah. that allows you to basically get um, full calculate tokens for every death, yeah, uh, does give a little bit uh, of more resistance to just mm-hmm. being able to pop one or uh, more than one basically in that first volley. Yeah, uh, but it still it's just they they. I, it, you know, you, you have a public beef, and it's just there's
1: something about the Jupiter. I will say, um, it, it is kind of funny because I I think uh, what is it? Uh, Paul Heaver is like what three and right now in the in the Vassal League, right. with a uh, with a separatist a, an eight ship separatist list, and he's I think he's doing it. Not that he needs my approval for this, but I think he's doing it the way that it that's that separatists were really kind of meant to be played. Um, where he's, he's got what has he got? Uh, s- seven or he's got six of the drones, the i3s, right? right? The i3s, and he's got one precise hunter, and then he's got um, Captain Seer uh, with uh, the, the TA 175. Um, and he doesn't have any uh, energy shells and that kind of stuff. And I
0: think they're a waste of points. I think yeah, I'd rather yeah. have the extra bodies,
1: yeah. They're great, but like it's. I, I think it's kind of a bit of a trap maybe and that um, and I think you know I said this you know we talked about this when the, the article first came out for Separatists and uh, you know my first reaction to Captain Sear was like you know if these ships are cheap enough and you can fit Captain Sear with like six or seven of these drones that's going to be pretty good right there by itself you know and it, and I and especially now with TA-175 I think that just makes makes uh, Captain Sears' ability even better.
0: Yeah, you got the extra calculate tokens Yeah, to use his ability, so it's yeah, super good.
1: Exactly. So um you know, I I think that's probably the way to play separatist, at least in my mind. Um, but again, it's not my play style, so that's oh, just. It,
0: it'll 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 get popular because obviously yeah. one of the most most popular names in X Wing airplane. Yeah, so exactly. Anything a-
1: anything out. Paul Heaver plays and wins with, people are going to take a look at, and yeah. uh, I've seen that throughout the years.
0: That's I, what I, I did. D- uh, was it for the sword championship at uh, Stephen Podog? Yeah, uh, I saw him fly. The what was it the Bigs Lorick whatever list of four mm-hmm. ship fair ship rebel yeah and i literally like got to the store i went do you have any uh what's it called the the wookie ships i forget what they're called oh they're the azatux uh, nobody ever plays them anymore uh yeah so do you have any azatux i said yeah we got one so i grabbed it opened the pack played the list for the first time and lot uh won every single game until the final yeah <laughs> so it was yeah. Just like i won eight games in a row with it and i yeah. was just like, oh this just sucks <laughs> it yeah. sucks to play against so at least it, it, it was great to play with because it was yeah. just like nothing dies yeah <laughs> and that's how i won every match is just nothing died and it was just like sorry I, yeah I, I killed like 25 points and right i, I win <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah I, and i i remember back in the i remember back in the day you know when he was winning when he won three in a row and it was like he would win worlds and then whatever he played whatever he won worlds with all yeah. you know all of a sudden would just show up at like everything you went to i was wondering and, yeah um but it, it, i remember uh especially that one year when he f- um i think it was the year he beat nathan idy um when he it was uh
0: oh the po uh yeah. Stress hog,
1: yeah the Poe stress hog and like a wing or it was like a four ship list or whatever Yeah. Um. And I remember I went to a store championship like shortly after Worlds, and there was just like, like ten of them there.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So I kind of did the same thing, except I swapped out Poe for Miranda because I just said TLTs. Let's do it. Let's add another one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Let's just add one more TLT to this list. Yeah. Um. But yeah, basically, there's. Yeah, there's a very good indication that probably uh, people will follow suit on that. Yeah, um, we're we're hoping to kind of do the same thing. I mean, we do have a three time hyperspace trial champion. Um, oh, nobody
1: and, takes Travis seriously. Yeah, nobody, nobody, <laughs> literally nobody is just
0: just like. Uh, he beat a, uh, a, a bunch of meth heads That Florida. doesn't really count
1: You know what I mean we're Probably perpetuating that myth But that's okay
0: <laughs> It's our fault <laughs> It's the damn Florida news segments
1: Yeah right Speaking of which uh, We're going to take a break here And hit, hit the halftime And uh, check out the Florida news desk And we'll be back in just a minute This week in Florida, a professional surfer was injured Saturday when a shark bit his elbow, leaving him bloody and with deep tooth marks. Surfer Frank O'Rourke was surfing at Jacksonville Beach around 3.30 p.m. when the shark latched onto his arm, knocking him off his board. O'Rourke's friend, RJ Berger, saw the whole thing happen. He was right there behind the wave, and boom, that's when he got hit, Berger said. Berger said O'Rourke was treated by a lifeguard but did not go to the hospital, even though Berger said he thinks his friend could have used a stitch or two. He immediately went to the bar because he was like, hey, I got bit by a shark, Berger said, and people were like, I'll buy you drinks. So he hung out at the pier. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the second half of the Florida Man Plays X-Wing podcast. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the San Diego Comic-Con. So uh, I'm going to give you the old spoiler alert warning. So if you're one of those people who doesn't want to know anything uh, coming out of uh, comic-con or any of these conventions or any of the tidbits of information for episode nine um this is your warning you are so warned so <laughs> anyhow here we go so uh Kevin's, i don't know
0: kevin smith said that kevin the last smith said scene- will melt everyone's minds apparently
1: apparently Uh, apparently according to kevin smith um well uh, this is like he doesn't
0: exaggerate though
1: so no never kevin smith never exaggerates Uh, (laughs) um uh no he um uh this is like third hand i think information that he got from like oh yeah yeah it wasn't actually from yeah it's like him telling people what the crew told him you know so god right, knows but because <laughs> they, they
0: wouldn't think that <laughs> yeah
1: of course yeah whatever you know they're they're like oh it's the greatest thing ever um so i don't know i do i do have a lot of uh you know i feel pretty good about this movie at the moment but you know i'm actually like i i i like Blash eye for the most part and i know that's not always the most popular opinion I, there were some issues i had i had a few issues with it but right but i, I mean, didn't this have is, the this huge is- issues with it that some people did
0: no, and, and this is bringing it back to J.J. Abrams, too, who did uh, yeah. The Force Awakens. Yeah. So I have faith in J.J. Um, I think he'll do a pretty good job with this one and, and wrapping it up. Um, so, yeah, I, I have high hopes. I'm, I'm not going to sit there also and just be like, oh, this is going to be you know the greatest movie ever. It's like, you know what? It's just another Star Wars movie. That's all it is. Yep. Um, the more the merrier. So Yeah, exactly.
1: So, um, well, and you know, the big thing for us is more Star Wars movies means more excellent content. Pew, yeah. You know? So every time a new Star Wars movie comes out and a new ship is comes out, that's that's more stuff that, that keeps the game going, man. <laughs>
0: yeah, absolutely. And that's so. why the First Order hasn't had a new ship. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> really I know. Right. I, the funny thing, forever.
1: dude. I think the First Order is going to get flooded with ships in December. Yeah. Like I really think wave six. Three. At least it's got to be at least two. At the minimum two. Um,
0: well, and we could segue into that because uh, I know at least one of these ships got spoiled here. Uh, just uh, yeah, weekend.
1: so some interesting, interesting stuff here. So one of the things that got uh, spoiled a little bit at Comic Con was the cover of the new Rise of Skywalker Visual Dictionary. So you know those Visual Dictionary books they do for every every one of the movies um, that kind of goes in into in depth detail on all sorts of ob- things and objects and people from the from the movies. Um, you know so the cover got got kind of leaked out and it has this uh tie dagger on the cover or tied dorito depending on uh how funny you want to be about it but
0: <laughs> cool ranch,
1: yeah it's it's a cool ranch so uh so yeah so so that's one new ship that we have not seen before that uh you know everybody can um well you know we'll probably one day see it if if we don't see it in wave six it'll it'll be soon enough i'm sure it'll come out in a wave at some point So, uh, now the interesting thing is it's, it's tied dagger. It's not, there's no classification on here. It honestly, to me, looks more similar to Imperial coloring than it does to first order coloring.
0: It does. Yes. So that traditional black, uh, it's not
1: the black and white that the first order tends to use. Um, so I don't know. It's, uh, and there's some interesting things about this movie and where they're kind of going with it. Um, that uh, are also kind of, um, kind of hinted at on the cover of this visual visual dictionary the other thing is the um uh this red stormtrooper helmet which is actually labeled a sith trooper so uh and there was a full size um replica or or there was a full size um set of this armor on display at comic-con and it was funny because yeah right and it was funny because apparently they had it on display and they had a placard next to it so like day one of comic-con the placard said sith trooper or whatever and then like somebody changed it, and it to like changed out the placard, and, and like so like the next day it said like, you know, stormtrooper. It's like a trooper armor from Rise of Skywalker movie. Like, mm-hmm. like as nope, if they were trying totally. to hide it, even though it was already like you know the, the visual dictionary thing had already leaked by that point. So it's like everybody knows it's a Sith trooper. You're not hiding anything.
0: <laughs> so I'm sure you've heard of the uh, 501st, right? oh yeah yeah this makes me want to join the five yeah right at first like yeah. that that armor looks
1: this may sick. be the coolest looking stormtrooper armor i've ever seen Absolutely. and um kind of the cool thing about it too is like and i didn't really notice this at first until i saw one of the close-up pictures from from the comic-con display but it's got like these like all over the helmet like all over the suit really it's got these like kind of cool lines like carved into it mm-hmm. so it's not like just like the pure sleek armor um that you're kind of accustomed to with stormtroopers but uh but yeah and it's this really kind of you know nice crimson color it's uh it's it's pretty rad but i think the, the you know the big thing out of this from a plot point perspective is it's it's called a sith trooper so you know that means it's not first order necessarily it's not your standard imperial necessarily so this fits in some other gray area that we don't know what it is exactly yet and we're gonna you know obviously find out more about in episode nine and uh the other thing is and one i think there's some leaks from i don't know if it was from the visual dictionary from another book but uh they've come up with a new sith logo um that they were using uh specifically with the sith trooper um and with vader um in another book so, you know, there's all sorts of speculation right now about the Emperor, but we obviously know Palpatine is has some sort of connection to this movie, you know, from the, the, the from, we know Ian McDermott is in the movie and he came on stage during the, the, the trailer release at, uh, um, Celebration. Celebration. Yeah. yeah so, epic. um, so we know Palpatine's involved, you know, there's all, there's all sorts of, you know, rumors and conjecture flying around about how involved, but. I think the Sith Trooper thing is probably another big hint towards, um, Palpatine, you know, I don't know if he's still alive or if he, you know, if he left, uh, uh, you know, or he just had some crazy master plan in play or, or what exactly, but, uh, there's something going on, you know, obviously Palpatine is, is still kicking and, uh, his influence, you know, 30 odd years later into the Star Wars world is still being felt. So, um, yeah, so it's, that's going to be interesting. I think it really deepens the plot, you know, just kind of knowing that there's this new Sith thing that still exists. Now, the other f- interesting thing is that there was a, there was another um, little reference to Kylo Ren in one of these books that very explicitly says he is not a Sith. So, um, which is kind of interesting that you have these Sith troopers and you have obviously something in, the, in this new movie that's related to the Sith. And, you know, obviously we know Palpatine's in it. But Kylo is not a Sith. So um how is he connected what is exactly his relationship with palpatine does he have a relationship with palpatine so um you know that'll be kind of an interesting thing to find out uh so and where well,
0: then- does where think for me so far and w- one of the plot points that i hope that kind of com- comes out of this because uh, it feels like a plot hole right now is that you know anakin obviously got his path of redemption and he became a force ghost yeah. And Kylo, you know, obviously from the beginning, we've seen that he idolizes him. Yeah. So why hasn't he been present, you know, at least to Kylo, you know, mm-hmm. especially because, I mean, you, you're you looking at almost a sort of like a, you know, visiting a grave kind of situation, especially in the beginning of The Force Awakens, you know, where he had his, you know, uh, basically melted helmet. Yeah. Um, so... I don't know. It's just one of those things that I kind of wanted to see explored um, in this movie. Uh, that kind of connection, mm-hmm. um, like you mentioned, what is his relation to Palpatine? Did Palpatine actually die? Is he also a Force ghost, What are the rules now of being able to be a Force ghost? Yeah. Um, so I, all that stuff is should all tie mm-hmm. together. Hopefully, like was
1: uh, you know was was Snoke just some sort of meat puppet for? for palpatine's force ghost or something you know what i mean yeah.
0: like uh, uh another uh quill uh, for harry potter fans uh a quill for voldemort basically carrying him in the yeah back of his head
1: yeah yeah so there's a, a lot of questions to be answered here um you know i think it's uh it's 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 gonna be interesting i think um the other thing on this cover here is uh they finally kind of you finally get a really nice big close-up shot of uh, a knight of ren other than kylo so um you know we've already seen a, a little bit uh, you can kind of see in the in the first uh trailer some some of the knights of ren briefly um so you kind of get this and this is like the forefront of this cover um you know it's a giant picture the whole you know the whole length of the cover of a, of a knight of ren and uh so they're gonna be uh prominent characters and i think This is, I think, one of the things that I I think kind of led to a lot of people being upset with Last Jedi was that I think the biggest thing that really kind of got to people was that it didn't answer a lot of questions um, (laughs) about uh, some of the questions that were raised in The Force Awakens. Um, Very little, uh, and actually, I don't think really hardly anything was really answered. In fact, more questions were probably just created. So, you know, the Knights of Ren were something that there was a ton of... um, speculation about from force awakens and in that brief little scene the dream sequence um that ray has uh the force vision sequence that she has where she sees the knights of ren and kylo and that stuff so uh ever since then they've been this kind of huge point of contention like what the hell are the knights of ren like you know and uh nobody you didn't get really any answers so I think we'll uh, we'll finally get some answers here for 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 what the Knights of Ren are, and that that should I think uh, help help people yeah. out,
0: <laughs> especially to with uh, JJ kind of bookending the series. Yeah. So you know he started with the first one, and I'm I'm sure he wouldn't have included the Knights of Ren in the Force Awakens if he didn't have a setup. Before.
1: Oh, there was there's a plan. Yeah, there's yeah there's, there's a plan. definitely
0: a long term plan. So yeah. obviously he'll tie that in here towards the end, and that'll all be cleared up. I'm sure everything regarding Snoke is going to be cleared up, all that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. He's pretty good at wrapping up, you know, these kind of storylines. Um, so that's that's what I'm looking forward to.
1: Yeah. So I, I think part of it, too, is that, um, uh, you know, Ryan Johnson in, in Last Jedi, I think, was much more of a character development um, movie than a plot development movie. Yeah. And it had a lot more to do with, I think, putting the characters in the place that the mental place that they wanted them to be going into Rise of Skywalker than than really anything to do with, you know, information Uh, for the the fans.
0: And for a lot of people that kind of like, you know, complain about it or whatever it is, I know it's very contentious. But, you know, you actually think about the Empire Strikes Back and it's very, very similar. That middle movie. Was also a ton of character development, and I know yeah. it culminated into that final battle between uh, Vader and Luke. But yeah, I mean, you talk about more or less. Uh, I think for uh, you know people complaining about this slow crawl, you know, space uh, sequence. Yeah. Uh, in uh, the Last Jedi, where basically they were just being chased, um, but it was Han Solo, Leia, and Chewie in a Falcon for what about 75 mm-hmm. percent of the movie like yeah, yeah I mean, they you were know, flying just, around in the,
1: in the asteroids and uh um, yeah
0: what? and then hiding in asteroids and you know dealing with the thing mm-hmm. the thing and then um you know trying to hide from the uh imperial um uh i almost called them raiders uh, mm-hmm. but but you know what i mean so it's like yeah. there was a, a lot of that kind of like uh, i want to call it like the, well and they the also stock.
1: had the the, they also had the hyperspace uh, the hyperdrive hyperspace drive break um, right. and they had to uh, so they had to that that was the reason they had to go to Bespin cuz they had the they they had to go on sublight and limp there yeah. um so it was there was a lot of those elements and um i think that the difference is that y- you did get some more you got more inf- information out of out of empire than you did out of last jedi yeah so you learned a lot more about the jedi specifically um just 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 meeting yoda you know um and going and going through like the training sequences the way that they did those training sequence with sequences with yoda and just the way they talked and getting another force uh, force ghost appearance from uh you know from um uh, obi-wan and uh, you got you got a fair bit of contextual information out of out of the whole dagobah sequence um and then obviously you had the big reveal of vader being his father at the end of that movie so that from an informational standpoint as far as like kind of um uh you know kind of filling in that's the big thing with star wars like star wars is so much about lore and fill in and like and like kind of filling in lore like like it's kind of tough i think and and from a creative standpoint for people who are like for the for these people who are making new star wars stuff because they really do have to think about the fact like how much lore are they filling in Mm -hmm. and how many of these gaps are they are 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 they filling and giving people some of the information that they're kind of looking for and and like giving them an just enough to kind of keep them excited and keep them going but not too much and so it's kind of a it's a fine line to draw and i I think that's where where probably ryan johnson i think failed the most or at least that movie failed the most it might not have been all ryan johnson's fault but um that's that's i think where that movie kind of dropped the ball the most um, well
0: and there's a lot of expectations you know from 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 the fan base and from from you know people that are just understand how most of these stories work and i think obviously one of the biggest things with you know with kylo telling ray that you know your parents were were nobodies you know yeah. what i mean and, and and there was no all these theories you know like oh well you know is she a kenobi or is she a skywalker uh was han or her father you know somebody yeah. blah, blah blah you know there's a tie-in or something yeah and then you know for it to just kind of end like that it is a little bit of a bummer you know yeah. what i mean even if it even if at the core it there's a, there was a theme involved in that. I've seen the defense of The Last Jedi, where the theme wasn't anybody. You don't have to be somebody. You don't have to be a Skywalker yeah. to be important in the universe. So if in the, in, within that theme that was important, it still obviously is going to make people upset. Because everything that you know, everybody theorized was just completely thrown out.
1: Well, when you, when you draw to draw, to draw the, go back to the kind of um, Empire Strikes Back parallel here. So you've got, you know, in Empire Strikes Back, you have the big reveal is that, you know, Luke's parent is, you know, is related to Darth Vader. And that's obviously a huge reveal. And you kind of had this pseudo same thing going on with Rey in this movie, except the reveal is that she is nobody. And, they don't know they you know her parents are nobody's or at least that's what they've revealed so far i still kind of think that's a that's a fake out i i I, I, I still kind of think there's going to be more to that story um but regardless you know she uh it was like the total opposite of what they did in an empire you know an empire it was like this big reveal it was that uh, you weren't really even expecting you know what i mean like they didn't there wasn't the buildup. You know, if you just, if you've never seen Star Wars and you just watch, you know, episode four and then episode five, like you're not in episode five sitting there like, man, I really wish I knew who Luke's father, like father really was. Because you think you already know who Luke's father is. Um, You know, as far as you know, Luke's father was, you know, it was Anakin Skywalker. He was a Jedi and he died in the Clone Wars. Like that's right. kind of, that's, that's what you know. And then um so it's it's you get this reveal that you weren't looking for with ray you're everybody's looking for a reveal and, and then you didn't get it <laughs> so right so i yeah it causes a letdown but yeah it's
0: a huge letdown and you know, like i said even if the story elements were correct to make that you know mm-hmm. as, as part of the story it just you can't help but just be feel defeated you know to just go well that you're you're waiting for that tasty you know what i mean treat at the end and going like oh my yeah. god that's so shocking because it's like it's still shocking but it's just kind of eh, you know yeah. what i mean like well that sucks
1: yeah so uh other bits of information out of here is um uh so the apparently the first official confirmation that ray is not actually from jakku um there was a timeline in in one of these books here that uh that says Ray was abandoned. A tiny Ray watches helplessly as a starship pulls away, marooning her on the unfamiliar world of Jakku. So that whole sequence in that that you know when she yeah, sees into her past can. there is uh, is it was the reality. She was you know abandoned on Jakku. She's not. Her parents are not from Jakku. So that's and you know one little weird little tidbit that had not actually officially been you know confirmed to this point, but. Um the other interesting things from this from Comic-Con that uh that interesting to me, you know, being I, I've been an avid reader of the extended universe, the old extended universe, and now the new extended universe. But um there's a number of you know books coming out leading up to um Rise of Skywalker. So uh the 23rd, uh today as we're recording this, um the uh the new Thrawn book came out, book three in the Thrawn uh series. I don't know how many more they're going to plan on doing but um the first two were fantastic uh one you know one of my all-time favorite characters from the old EU and uh, and Timothy Zahn's just a fantastic writer and I'm you know was so excited when they brought him back to continue writing Thron into the new um canon so mm-hmm uh so that was really cool. i know
0: yeah he's a huge fan favorite so it uh, was so surprising I, I think was it the was it the first one it was a book or was it his uh, appearance in rebels uh it was first? first
1: it was rebels first so his he showed up in rebels first and then the book came out like a few months later right so um and but they had planned it all along the whole time you know because of course, yeah. Zahn had been writing that book you know well before the the appearance on rebels so um you know, then there, so then they came out with the second book last year and, uh, you know, the first book, it, you know, being like, you know, Thrawn's rise into the, into the empire and like how he became a grand admiral second book, um, being a little more in depth about him and his relationship with Vader and Anakin. Um, cause they have crossed paths in, a, in, uh, during like the clone wars era. So, uh, it, that book kind of goes hops, back and forth in time between the first their first meeting in the clone wars era and their current mission um uh all involving black spire outpost which is the location of uh the new galaxy's edge um theme park uh at the at disney world and disneyland so um this is kind of like a really neat tie-in so there's a you know so we have the Thrawn book that is, just came out and then um i think it is August 27th, there's a book coming out called uh, Galaxy's Edge Black Spire um, that's, you know, very specifically about uh, Black Spire Outpost and obviously, you know, kind of related to the, the theme park itself. But um, there was a executive from Disney or from Lucas um, that was at the publishing panel and uh, he mentioned this book, um, Black, Galaxy's Edge Black Spire and another book coming out in november um, called resistance reborn Um, and he considers both of those books to be like required reading for episode nine so like if you're really really into like the eu stuff and like want to know as many details as you possibly can and have as much you know context as you possibly can like me um these are things to to probably read um going into episode nine to give you as much context as possible about Uh, about what's happening because there is a time jump between there's going to be a time jump between uh, um, Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker so these uh, these will be a couple of books to look out for if you are into that sort of thing Um, and then I think the Thrawn uh, series as well Uh, because the second Thrawn book like I said takes place um, uh, on Black Spire and all of this has to do ties in with Palpatine's plan you know and a lot of Palpatine had a had a essentially an emergency plan in case of uh in case of emergency he had a whole huge plan in place which is what actually created the first order in the first place and that was in the, you know the aftermath series so you know the, the Thrawn books and these two books specifically and I'm sure there's a lot of other content out there as well um, have a lot to do with that plan. And uh, I think that's going to create a lot of uh, good setup area uh, for uh, for Rise of Skywalker um, to help with just understanding where that movie's starting from, basically.
0: I only like reading books with pictures. Yeah. <laughs> so I will not be reading any of this stuff. That's fine. That's fine. But no, I just... Uh, no, I'm kidding. But, you know, it's just... um if for me I have a, a, a very much a big separation of you know the media that I watch yeah. Star Wars is always very much and I, I mean I I lie to that because it's like I, I love Star Wars games uh, video mm-hmm. games in particular yeah. but um but now for the most part I haven't really been uh, you know very much into the books and or comics comics a little bit um they're so a little bit easier to read like I said pictures yeah <laughs> But um, but yeah, so it's exciting, though. I mean, uh, and bridging those gaps uh, is good. Um, it's unfortunate though that the, the, the majority of people won't won't get to fill those gaps. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're, you're still hoping that those details are in the movies. Enough of um,
1: enough of stuff. Enough stuff makes sense, at least that. like. Right. I mean, it's great to have the extra context for the people that actually are into that. Right, right. But, um, you know, it's uh, not every... Obviously, 90% of the people going to see the Star Wars, the new movie are not going to have seen it or no. have read these books. No, so, and like, basically,
0: you don't want a whole thing of explanation of what the Knights of Ren are, and then you show the Knights of Ren in the movie for 10 minutes and they kill him off, and then everybody complains, just like Snoke. It's just like, yeah. oh, but, but Snoke, you know? It's yeah, just like, yeah. yeah, well, you know, maybe... I, I don't know, uh, honestly, uh, if Snoke was a little bit more detailed in literature uh stars literature there really hasn't the movies
1: yeah i mean I'm, I'm not there's honestly honestly it's getting it's tough there's actually so much content these days that i i haven't been able to keep up with everything right um, but,
0: but uh, you can you could probably assume that there will be if, if you know, if there isn't any
1: i think there will be so those um, gaps
0: will be filled at one point or has been yeah and it's just like and that's a problem because it's like well you got to make sure that you realize that the people that are sitting in front of the movie 90% of them probably haven't read this stuff. Yeah. Um, so I was just hoping that those details are still very much, you know, relevant yeah. in the movie and you go, okay, cool. I get, I get what this is going.
1: Yeah. Well, for somebody like me, like, you know, Star Wars, you know, I was born after all the Star Wars movies came out. The original Star Wars movies came out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I kind of, I like in like right after, I mean, I was born in 1983, a few months after, um, whatever, uh, Return of the Jedi came out. So I you know lived through the entire gap of content, you know, between that movie coming out and the uh and you know obviously the episode 1 stuff coming out in like 90 99. So, you know, that was a long that was a long time, you know. By the time the, I was in high school by the time episode 1 came out and um, you know the books was all there was. So, when I saw Star Wars for the first time as a kid and like loved it but then it's like well there's nothing else really
0: that's it yeah like that's kind of <laughs> it
1: and it's like and and he has no and like at the time when i first saw star wars movies like there was no talk whatsoever of more star wars movies um or anything really like Star, like the only thing there was was the books so um i so that's why i got into the books and like they always provided so much um context and for me at least and i, I like it just kind of it just fed the uh, the content beast, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So uh, just good to uh, you know have all this stuff, and uh, for those that are into into really kind of digging into the lore, which I think a lot of Star Wars fans are. I mean, that's um, that's why there's so much of this extra content, <laughs> it's right? Because people yeah, want it's, it
0: and it's just depending on yeah, how do you want to soak up that media? Yeah, because uh, there's just so many different ways nowadays. You know, you got TV series. Mandalorian coming out. Yeah. Um, obviously, Rebels is uh, was very popular. Um, I know this is a new Resistance show. Yeah, the Resistance uh, cartoon's pretty good. Um, yeah, plenty of video games uh, we coming got in the, and out that are relevant yep. to the actual story. so
1: we got the final season of uh, the Clone Wars cartoon show coming right. out soon. Right, yeah. Um. So this is a very exciting time yeah. to
0: be a Star Wars fan. There's yeah. just a, a ton of content. And, I, and that's what, you know, you can either you know, see it as, you know, positive or negative. Uh, and, and, and there's people are rightfully so to, to, you know, take their, you know, side, but, um, with more content, then there's less a chance of it having to be perfect. You know what I mean? So you can enjoy it and, and, and then still have something else, uh, that you can enjoy. Yeah. Um, that Star Wars, you know, uh, within the Star Wars universe, instead of going, well, there's just three movies, and if you don't like those three movies, and that's it, then, yeah. then you're screwed. <laughs> At yeah. least, you know, there's supplemental books within, you know, the, the movies, uh, still yeah. those stories and those characters, you know, um, so and, and all these other um, media platforms. So, yeah, it's fun. It, I mean, it's definitely uh, so much content. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah. So
1: that's uh, that's kind of what the, the little tidbits we want to talk about from Comic-Con. I'm sure there was other stuff. There was all sorts of stuff coming out of Comic-Con, but those were kind of the things that piqued my interest and I decided does I wanted to talk about. The, but, does the Tide
0: Dagger have a five straight green?
1: <laughs> blue?
0: Um, a blue, shit. God, I don't know. Maybe it has a green maneuver, and now green is this new different type
1: Maybe. Of the character. slightly more aerodynamic Dorito wings. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Allow it to move better through the you know Milky space that is that is Star Wars space.
0: <laughs> it's definitely Cool Ranch because there's got to be. Well, oh, Cool Ranch are the
1: members. best. I mean, obviously, and Cool Ranch are better. the best.
0: Cool Ranch. No, is- no, 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 no. Hold on. What is the ah oh, fuck? Is that new flavor? That's super good. I, uh, I haven't, like I haven't the, tried it. I, I've never. The, I don't think anything bag. other than Cool Ranch.
1: Fuck. I can't remember
0: oh the uh uh chili uh fuck what is it i can't remember is
1: it like anymore. lime chili or something no, or? spicy
0: sweet chili that's oh, what okay it is. those are the best uh, <laughs> well, I, will, I will i so. will try
1: i will try them for you but you know I, I'll, I'll, they're gonna have a hard time dethroning cool ranch in my Cool book. rancher
0: are definitely were my favorite before <laughs> these are my new favorite okay so Some
1: Doritos uh, uh, facts for you. Yeah, Doritos, Doritos facts. All right, so... Now uh, sponsored by Doritos. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so event-wise, uh, what do we got coming up here? Um, I think the next big thing we really have, locally at least, is the uh, Orlando Hyperspace trial, um, which is September 14th, I believe. Does that sound yeah, right?
0: September 14th, uh, still got a little ways to go. Yeah. Um, so everybody get their Hyperspace Practice in learn how yep. to beat those secret swarms. Yeah, um, well, we'll, we'll get
1: a lot of uh, we'll get a lot more info between now and then uh, as far as you know meta wise for for hyperspace. So right. uh, we'll have a lot of stuff to see. Um, they also uh, it looks like they've fully fleshed out the grand championship schedule for um, for the you know the whole world really. But um, there's going to be three in the United States. Uh, we've got uh, between now and January, the end of January. So um you've got see the first one is going to be uh nova open uh in washington dc area august 29th through september 2nd which i cannot attend because that is the same weekend as dragon con so there's that um then we got warfare weekend in st louis missouri november 8th through 10th and we've got the las vegas open which is being sponsored by the fly better podcast uh january 24th through the 26th in las vegas so uh so there's those and then there's also canada um the canadian uh grand championship uh is in toronto ontario august 23rd through the 25th so that's coming up quickly and but you know toronto's up, you know if you live in the northeast it's just as easy to get to toronto as it is you know for anywhere else in the country so um Uh, So anyways, those are all, so we got four really good options for grand championships in North America if you were so inclined to travel. So uh, the only one that I might be able to make is the LVO, um, the Las Vegas one in January. Damn it. What? What?
0: I'm like 99% sure I can't go. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. 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 So, anyways, that's I want to go.
1: That's the only yeah. one of these grand championships I might be able to go to. Um, the uh, Just because, you know, one of them is on Dragon Con weekend. Another one is the weekend before Dragon Con and in Canada. And uh, the other one is during November November sweeps um, for television. So, I can't go on vacation. So, no, still slow tickets. Uh, Probably, I don't know. I believe last I heard they were, but I haven't looked recently. So Let's see if
0: I can maybe sneak a yeah, sneak a quick trip there.
1: Yeah, and then uh, we'll probably talk more about this next week. But uh, Carlos, you're heading up to to uh, Gen Con in a couple weeks, right?
0: Whoop whoop yeah whoop whoop uh, yeah a little kind of sort of anniversary trip uh, for me and the wife. Uh, yeah, our anniversary is in September, but uh, we don't have anything planned yet, so. Uh, first time boyfriend a the, uh, the little guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will be consoling my wife uh, for most <laughs> of the time, there you but go. hopefully, uh, some tabletop gaming will distract her. We'll have some fun. I'm yep. not going to be playing in the X-Wing tournament. Uh, unfortunately, I just, yeah. what, I mean, we saw it What six, six rounds is, you know, I'm basically spending nine or 10 hours, um, of our three day trip playing one game. Um, while you know she's off doing something else yeah so i didn't you know think it would be uh, fair uh this time around so i'll uh, still hang around i'm gonna check out scope out the top Top tables and, and see what, what looks good. That way I can start getting some ideas on one and we'll apply for Worlds.
1: Yep. Well, you are our representative at Gen Con. So since yes. I, I will not, I me and uh, Joe will not be there, or Joe and I will not be there.
0: I'm hoping to at least hang out with the OCX guys. I'm yeah. going to bring uh, Drunk Quest and introduce him to that oh there you go and then uh hopefully some tomfoolery will result of that Uh, they'll discuss on the podcast Mm -hmm. um and uh yeah i'll be making a fool of myself so (laughs) uh, (laughs) it'll be on two podcasts uh, it'll be good uh, yeah (laughs) people discuss uh, the crazy i still got to figure out
1: uh i still got to figure out how i'm going to get some emergency beer up for worlds um I need to make that happen. I, I'll, I'll be able to get some before Worlds. I just have to figure out how to transport it up there. <laughs> how you go about transporting beer on a plane, I'm not exactly sure. But.
0: Uh, do you just ship it?
1: <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Maybe that's the answer. Yeah. Just I can get just ship it, it to, ship the to the hotel. So, like, the exactly. day before I leave, I just ship it to the hotel. Just and the, ship it to the hotel. Yeah. Or I really get that. Yeah. Probably. That's, probably the, that's yeah. probably the way to do it. So, anyhow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so anyways, that's the, that's the stuff coming up, uh, around here. So, um, all right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, thank you everybody for listening and we will catch you guys next week. Carlos dials down. Bottoms up.